Now, when the COVID-19 global pandemic happened, no one could have foreseen the wrath that would bring into our livelihoods. Africa before COVID-19 accounted for around 17% of the world's population, but only 3% of global GDP. Now, how do we pick up the pieces and find solutions to recovering our economy post this pandemic? Zambian-born former banker, author and entrepreneur Edwin Nguane might have the solution. He has created a platform that gives consultants, freelancers, unemployed graduates, semi-skilled and skilled individuals access to markets. He joins me now live from Lusaka in Zambia. Edwin, very good afternoon. Enterprising, pioneering. Tell us about this platform. Thank you very much for giving me an opportunity to speak to you, Hugo. And I really appreciate that uh, News uh, Room Africa has given us an opportunity to showcase our platform, which is called Kawiwi.com. So basically, Kawiwi.com is a marketing, a marketing um, place for consultants. So basically, we are giving it to anybody who has a skill, who's an expert, who has knowledge to share, to, to, be, to, to be able to sell their skills to be able to sell their knowledge, to be able to sell their expertise with the entire world. So it's a global platform that is going to give opportunities to people that have lost their jobs, but they've got an, a skill or an expertise in some area. They'll be able to sell or trade that skill with people that will be interested. Like uh, I'll give an example, graphic designers, business consultants, image consultants, uh, PR consultants, anybody with a skill will be able to sell their skill on our platform. And tell us about the response that you've had to the platform. So far, a, a, a number of, uh, especially South Africa, I'll be, I'll, I'll be very honest with you, South Africa has been one of the countries in Africa that has received this platform and have signed up. We have so many uh, consultants that have signed up from South Africa. And we are now trying to market it uh, to the entire globe at, because we are starting with our own people, our African people, our black people. So the first thing that we are doing is uh, should the black people embrace it, this platform? Yes, because you see so many companies are laying off uh, employees who have enough knowledge, people with expertise, people that have got something to share. Are we going to let them go just like that? No. This platform is going to give them an opportunity, one, to earn money, two, to share their knowledge, and three, also to be part of the you know, exponential growth of Africa because we believe that this digital space that has come should be embraced by Africa and should be used by Africa so that we don't lag behind and join other countries in making sure that our countries are benefiting from the digital platform that are being built. Payment gateways for most of developing Africa are always a challenge. How are you dealing with this on this uh, platform? The payment gateway right now, we, because uh, we, the first time we, we, we put this platform, we were using PayPal, and we realized that PayPal is not working for our people here. So we went for two checkouts, and two checkout is accepting you know payments from Africa because it's, it's actually... Um, uh, put on their website that they are working with Africa and I was happy to be partner with them, work with them and the platform is able to um, accept payments from Africa and within Africa which is a good thing because PayPal couldn't allow our consultants to get paid and couldn't also allow other people to pay our consultants on our platform. So that has been sorted out by two checkouts. 
Now, you've spoken a number of times about consultants. You've talked about graphic designers as an example. So is this yeah. platform strictly for the service industry and not so much product-based? We, we actually, because we have, uh, we, we have begun with service, because you see, what, we, we, what I'm promoting personally is entrepreneurship through skill, through, uh, through talent, through gifts, because I believe that uh, when it comes to product and when it comes to some of the businesses that are there, they require too much capital. Now, we have human capital. We have a number of uh, educated graduates that have got something to share, something to offer. And I am giving them a platform to say, you see what? Even though you do not have the financial capital, but your brain capital can be used at kawiwi.com to sell what you have with the rest of the world and make money. And that is an opportunity, I think, to most of the people that are unemployed, but they are skilled, to people that have lost their jobs, but they have, an, uh, they have a certain expertise, and people who are talented, who are gifted. Think about it. In Africa, we have got mothers that have been giving advice to people who are getting married for years. And imagine they are on that platform there. They can now offer marital advice to as many clients as possible. So we are starting with service. But as we going on, we are definitely going to incorporate small jobs and other products. Now, Edwin, you're an author, and you've published two books. Very, very interesting yes. titles, might I add. The first is yes. Hustle Like a West African. Uh, you must tell us why and how West Africans uh, hustle. But the second, more intriguing, is how to market and sell like a prostitute. So hustling like a West African, uh, it's, it's, a, it's very evident. The statistics don't lie. When it comes to business and money, we are finding so many West Africans dominating. When it comes to music, sports, and these other arts, they are still dominating. And the reason why we use them as an example in that book is because, you see, they go through the same challenges that we go through. If you look at West Africa in general, they have had conflicts, they have had issues to deal with, they have had poverty, they have had people who have been marginalized. But yet, they have not said, no, we are not going to, to continue hustling. We are, going, we are going to just be waiting on government to do this for us. No, they didn't do that. What they did was... They started looking for opportunities everywhere. If you see, I've been to South Africa many times, they are there. You go to Australia, they are there. They are looking for opportunities in almost each and every country. And that's a very good thing because a person who wants to be successful should not just stick to a certain region or locality. They need to push their mind to look for opportunities everywhere. The other thing is that they are proud of who they are. I'm going to come in there and, and, and ask a question. I have to, to pause you a little. Looking for opportunity yeah. takes a certain skill set, I'd imagine, because everybody wants, yeah. wants an opportunity. What are some of the skills, or how do you, do you hone in on where opportunities lie? So number one is having an open mind. Because, you see, when you have a closed mind, when I talk about having a, a, a closed mind, it starts with you. Who are you? Uh, is when you went to school, is, is just getting a job the only thing? Or can you try out with Kawiwi? Because you see, sometimes we have these debates where we're just talking, no, we just have to wait for jobs. We just have to wait for jobs. But can you also open your mind up and say, can I embrace the idea of business? 
Can I also embrace the idea of leaving my country for another country? Can I also embrace the idea that even though I studied law, if I have a skill of graphic designing, I can still make money using that skill? So when you open your mind up like that, which I explain in the book on how you can do it and the belief system that you need to have and the kind of um, re uh, wiring and relearning that you have to do. If you read that book, you will understand that there are so many opportunities out there and you can find them if you are able to open your mind, open your eyes and see the opportunities because they are there. You just have to open your mind. Now take us through the inspiration to the second title of your book, which is How to Market and Sell Like a Prostitute. So the book, How to Market and Sell Like a Prostitute, looks at uh, the, the business of prostitution. If you look at the people that are engaged in uh, prostitution, they are so comfortable in the business that they do. So the first thing that we learn from them is believing in your product and being shameless about it. You know, the, the business of selling and marketing, if you go into the industries, whether it's banking, insurance, and so many others, you're going to notice that many salespeople are not as courageous as they should be in marketing their services. Even business people, they are not as courageous as they should be to market their products. Now, look, we can learn something from the prostitutes. They have a business that they offer. And they have gone out there. They don't care what you say. They don't care about what you think. And they've gone to the market, and the market has accepted their products. Why can't we learn something from them? That's number one. Number two is that they are so, you know, they, 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 um, they have handled the rejection. Like, it doesn't move them. You can say whatever they want. People can actually uh, trash them in whatever way they want. But they believe in themselves so much that they're able to go out there and sell their services. And that's, an, that's a very important um, uh, kind of mindset that you need as an entrepreneur because as you're starting out, you're going to be rejected. Your products are going to be rejected. People are going to, to reject and say these are substandard products. How do you handle it? You need a mind of a prostitute because them, they have... Okay, we seem to have lost Edwin. Edwin Nguane, Zambian author and entrepreneur. Thank you for your time.